Welcome to Clit Talk, the pleasure positive podcast. We're like the sex ed you wish you got. And then some. Pussy, pussy, it's gonna be a good one today. Yes. I'm talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Come on, girls and boys and everyone on the gender rainbow. Bring your pussies to the show. Are you ready for this? Are we rolling? Oh, we're definitely rolling. Greetings, Clitorati. In this season of Clit Talk, we're looking at sex 3.0. What the sex, what sexual and self-care practices bring people profound long-term happiness. And what we're finding is that the old saying, different strokes for different folks, definitely applies here. So are you one of those special someones who likes to be chained up in the bedroom? Have you ever wanted to whip your partner into shape? Like actually whip them? There's a whole world just for you, and it's called BDSM. Today on Clit Talk, we have Sissy Lee in the studio, a former professional dominatrix. Even though her name might tell you otherwise, she ain't no sissy. Please welcome Sissy to the studio. Yes. Oh my God. Finally. So, I'm so excited to have a former dom in the studio with us. Lindsay I'm so excited to be here with you guys. <laughs> All right. So Sissy, let's start with the basics. What does BDSM actually stand for? So BDSM stands for this world. You can either go by the DS or the SM part of it. Um, So it's either bondage, discipline, sadomasochism, or bondage, dominant, submissive. Yeah. That's, well, and and I I think I always, so I had a a gal friend of mine who, have you ever heard of uh, Sex Positive LA? I, I do know about Sex yeah. Positive LA. And she went to like an intro to BDSM because I think there's a big misconception about it. She thought it all had to do with like pain and it was all really extreme and you're like gagged and bunt. And, right. But when people started talking about it and she explained it to me, I realized I'm into BDSM, but I don't like pain at all. It's I'm into like the cerebral aspect yes. of it. Yes. Like the totally being dominated mm-hmm. like in my mind kind of a thing. And yeah. there's like a whole world of that as well. I, th- I think that everybody partakes into BDSM and they just don't even realize that they're doing it. Ooh. You know, because there's always a power at play when you're, when most normal people have normal sex, you know, people don't normally have sex as equals. There's, there's, there's somebody overpowering the other person or playing the other person in one way or another. And they don't, and they just don't, they don't have a name for it, you know, and they don't even realize that they're doing it. Mm. So can you give us some like non-common examples? Because I think everyone, like I said, has like kind of a misconception of what BDSM is. What would be some of the, you know, more mild or lesser known kind of forms of BDSM that you may have worked with? Um, I had a client when I lived in the dungeon that just wanted me to tie him up and tickle him. Mm-hmm. So there, there is a dungeon involved. So there, there are. She's like in the dungeon. There are, I thought that was a joke. There are, there are 
definitely dungeons in LA and New York and SF. Um, now they're starting to become more modern um, in their decor. It doesn't always look like a medieval torture chamber. That's what I imagine. You know, like there's like sexy, like modern dungeons now. But um, yeah, a dungeon is a space where there are a bunch of doms waiting on call and men either just like walk in or they say, I'm coming in in 15 minutes. And there's spaces where they can walk in and pick out a row of doms or there's a site and there's like a bunch of doms and they're like, I want Mistress Anna or whatever, you know, that's who's working today. So yeah, those, there are dungeons. Are the rooms decorated? Is there like a doctor's office? And- yeah, there, are, du- there mm-hmm. are dungeons with specific rooms. There's a medieval room. There's a doctor room. There's the... There's like the um like the kitty child room, the people that are into child play. That's where I'd be. Yeah. Oh, me too. <laughs> like Katie would like be in the doctor's book. office. Like cut like, with like coloring books and stuff. Child play. Really? Yeah. Are there, well, there yeah. are there ever like male dominatrix or is it only women? There are definitely male doms. There are. There are definitely male doms. They're just not as popular. They're just not as popular. Yeah. Yeah, because we're usually submissive at home. <laughs> exactly. Women women don't need to go out and pay for a male dom. They yeah. can just ask their partner to or a, a one or, night stand. Or get on you Tinder. know, like bitch. Like, yeah, but maybe sometimes you want to work with a professional and just yeah. go home. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Are these, it's reliable. Are these dungeons twenty four seven? The the dungeon that I worked at was from like. 8 or 9 a.m. to like 3 a.m. Um, there are spaces where um, there's like a like a a format where it's like a rent a dungeon format for the where the doms don't necessarily need to stay there, but there's like a Google calendar and you know like you get to see when you can rent it and you can rent spaces for 24 hours. Sounds like we could run a dungeon. Like we know how to use Google Sheets. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. it sounds like part of your journey this <laughs> this season, Sugar. Ooh. Sugar can apprentice with me. <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking. I actually have a friend who legit would like to apprentice yeah. with you. I really definitely think like it'd be cool to have like a dungeon BDSM room aspect to an event. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look at her face. She's like, <laughs> she's, she's like, serious. Yeah. I'm like, I have a lot of ideas. Not all of them are good, mm-hmm. but this one's good. <laughs> so, so I have a question. Is there, a, do you ever have sex with your clients or is it really never? I've and never, are you, are you ever allowed? You're not even allowed to at the, dun- like the more professional dungeons, are you? Um, In the professional dungeons, the ones that are actually have like licenses and stuff, uh, you're not allowed to do that. No, there's, there's no form of um, exchange of bodily fluid that's illegal, you know, because you're not a doctor, right? <laughs> Do uh, they go to the city to get a license? I'm like, some, could you there's, imagine? There's actually, there's actually like running like dungeons with licenses, like the sanctuary. Um, there's, there's, a, there's a few of them out in In, in New LA. York City, wow. I, I read in New York City, they're just in the high rises in between some of the offices. So you can have a quick lunch break. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those those places are the underground ones though, the ones that just advertise on like Craigslist and just take cash only and uh, have you all seen underground. the new Netflix show called Bonding? Yes. yes. After you <laughs> told me about it, <laughs> I, I actually I I haven't. I w- I won't bring myself to watch it because I know it's not correct. You're right. Yeah, honestly, well, they do have someone who's tickled, and that's like one of the yeah. fetishes, right? <laughs> yeah. And then they have this other guy who's like dressed up like a penguin, and he like <laughs> thinks penguins are super hot. Mm-hmm. 
you have any funny stories? I feel like you would have a funny <laughs> oh story. Oh, my goodness. Uh, that was her Great leader. question. Oh, man. Um, I, I, I had a man that was really into wearing a, a rubber diaper. A rubber uh, diaper? Yeah. I love that May there's I? so many freaks in the world. Yeah. Makes May me happy. I asked how old this client was? He was in his 50s. Yeah. What did he have you do with the rubber diaper? He was he really liked me wearing latex. He really liked wearing the rubber diaper and um he just like like he liked me teasing him through the rubber diaper. So like he really liked um what's the he liked Hitachis. So he would like me to tease him through the rubber diaper to get him hard and then to take it away and to do it again and then to just leave him locked up in the room and then leave him for like 30 minutes, 45 that, minutes, like, an hour, come back. That Sesame Street song, you know, like, rubber diaper, you're the one. <laughs> oh, yeah. You make dominatrix sing so much fun. Do you ever, like, take the rubber diaper and stretch it and then snap it I've so that, that it before. hits them? I've done that before. Anal queen goes dom. Like <laughs> I'm not. I would have a lot of fun being a dom because I don't know. I could totally see that being my personality. One hundred percent teasing people. I I think like we could have a work sesh and like you can make me your sub all day. Should totally count for hours. And, like, I don't <laughs> yeah. do shit except I would be your totally sub. apprentice. I will clean your dishes, bitches. <laughs> Ooh, okay. <laughs> and I have a but like that brings up a thing that I wanted to talk about around pain, like snapping a diaper, like with like a rubber diaper sounds like it would be extremely painful. And I've heard that one of the you know real aspects for people in terms of why they are they're inclined to the BDSM kink world is this, the pleasure they find in pain right. and how that's like the same coin, but the different side of the coin where like pleasure means pain and you can actually redefine a relationship to pain that brings forth pleasure. Yes. Like Miss Nurse Katie over here mm-hmm. is creating an orgasmic birth, which wow. is totally an example how- of pain and pleasure. Yes, definitely. And kudos to you because I've I've been... I've YouTubed orgasmic births. I was already like, that's like the kind of birth that I want to give one day if I give birth. So that's freaking awesome. Yeah, it's pretty badass. And I I, I talked about this in a previous episode, but we've been doing visualization techniques in our Lamaze class. And what my husband and I added was clitoral stimulation with visualization techniques leading up to it. So we've been practicing a lot of that. So Are you going to use your 4 wellness to assist you in the delivery room? Oh, That's not... I actually hadn't thought about that. I should you definitely should. put that in yeah. my bag, yep. in my hospital bag. <laughs> well, going there going tonight. The, the doctor's going to be like, why are my hands this oily color? <laughs> <laughs> it looks like she's lubricating CBD. <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious how, because I'm sitting here in front of you, you this beautiful, really innocent looking girl. Mm-hmm. And how I'm like, how, <laughs> you said it. <laughs> how... Did you get into this? Um, I've, I, I've always been dominant in my life. I was in elementary school and I would bully boys and chase them around and kick them in the shins. <laughs> like I got in trouble once when I was in elementary school because a boy tried to hug me or kiss me in the closet and I kicked them in the nuts. <laughs> he might have deserved that. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, but I've, I've always, I've, and I've only ever been attracted to 
submissive men. You know, I was into really dorky guys, quiet guys, shy guys, like really, really awkward guys, like to the point where like maybe they couldn't even like speak in like a room full of people. Um, <laughs> you were like the best thing that ever happened to that. Yeah. <laughs> and so like when I, when I was in high school, when I lost my virginity, I was already really into the kink world and BDSM and researching it and through Tumblr and the internet and blogs and following mistresses and their day-to-day lives. And um, when my grandmother died when I was 20, uh, I had no reason to stay where I was. I was living in Orange County. I was a medical assistant at a cosmetic dermatology office and I fell into this really deep depression and I was like, I need to, I need to move. I need to do something. I need to get out of here. And so I would scroll through Craigslist and I was looking for jobs, you know, like medical assistant, this, that, whatever. And I found one to be an assistant to an entrepreneur that owned a dungeon. So they would be like, you would be my assistant. You would do all these assistant duties and you would train as a dom part time. And, uh, I got fired from work because I would just wouldn't show up for days because I was depressed. And I applied and they called me in shortly and I got the job and that was it. And I moved into the dungeon, which isn't normal. And most doms don't live in dungeons. But uh, yeah. And then so what, I'm so curious, like what is the salary range for a professional dominatrix? Um, it's, there's there's like different levels to it because there are men that see uh, just normal sex workers like prostitutes and they ask them to do dom-like things and they'll do it, which is actually how the job title was even created. Um, During like the 15th century was that the, the men would go into brothels into England and they found that there was a niche for for them to be punished or flagellated. And then the prostitutes there were like, oh, like we can really get into this and like monetize off of this. And, and so they started making like dom schools and whatnot. Um, but they're, they can, it can range anywhere between like on the low end with like a prostitute, maybe like $200, $300, all the way up to $1,000 an hour. I hear the tips are real good sometimes. Like yeah. new cars and shit. Yeah. But you know yeah. what I what I like about, uh, I did, I read about that. Sam. But what I like about your this profession more than anything is that I think it really fills a need in terms of fantasy. Oh, yeah. And especially for men who have to take on the alpha role in society always and they don't get a chance to be vulnerable. They don't get a chance to like be submissive. They always have to be in control. To be able to let go of that in a safe place with someone who's willing to do that fantasy with them, however it looks, Mm -hmm. has got to be relieving for them. It's definitely relieving. Mm -hmm. It's definitely relieving and healing and um, needed. Yeah. Speaking of fantasy, so you're talking about dungeons, and I've heard of Disney parties as a way into that society or maybe that's more just the S&M side of it do you know anything about that Disney parties no I have not heard of Disney parties <laughs> <laughs> well, my understanding my understanding is that it's like the soft way to go and experience being a dominant or submissive person 
to then if you like the soft version of it, Mm -hmm. that then you go to a more hardcore event. Admit it. You've totally been to one of these parties. I've been invited, but haven't gone. (laughs) I mean, mean, there are definitely like underground kink parties and that's that's a way for you to kind of immerse yourself and just watch and um kind of like be around that space for sure yeah have you had some female clients no I haven't I've I've had inquiries before um but I I've not had a female client I have um in the dungeon there was actually a woman that was uh, pregnant that I don't know why she, I, I mean I kind of know why she was she was hired but um I've I've been paid <laughs> to do a session where I domed the pregnant woman in front of a client oh yeah. did that just feel weird no she was super into it it oh, was wow. it, it was I mean like for a second it felt weird it felt like I was doing something wrong but um after a while, when you, when you do it, there's like your uh, your gauge for like weirdness or wrong is just like. But you you set up like ba- like there's a whole negotiation before you start oh, with definitely. each client, right? Then has anyone? So I want to hear about that, but I also want to know: has anyone ever asked you to do something that you were just like, nope, that's beyond? I've um I've had a client ask me that was really into um impact play and a, a really hard masochist to play um without a safe word Ooh. i will never play and, without a safe yeah. word well, what, what is, is a safe word? what is your typical safe word yeah. my 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 safe it's really it's either red yellow or green green means keep on going yellow means slow down red is stop my safe word for an epidural coconut <laughs> <laughs> like in the middle of your epidural if you're not no, down anymore I'm going for a natural birth so if I say coconut that means I'm really done the, oh. she's like give me that fucking epidural <laughs> <laughs> I like it I like coconut that's good <laughs> but if I were down mine would be mercy mercy <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure that's that really it lovely? Be- that's super sexy. That is crazy that someone would be like, I don't even want to say for it. That yeah. actually gave me chills. Yeah. Like, oh. yeah. Uh, yeah, can you tell our listeners what exactly a safe word is? Um, a safe word is a word that you ac- agree upon before your playtime or your session to to cease whatever action is going on. Hey there, Clitorati, it's Katie. So you all know I'm a nurse and Clit Talk for me is a health conversation. I really wanna take a minute to share a product with you that has made a huge difference in my life. Foria Wellness Awakened CBD Lubricant. Remember that. I use it multiple times per week and this is coming from the woman who never used to masturbate. Not only has it enhanced my new masturbation lifestyle, it's eased the pain I used to have during sex and my husband is super happy because our bedroom play is so much more fun. So I personally reached out to Foria Wellness to see if they would partner with Clit Talk and they were an overwhelming yes. So now you can get a discount on their fabulous products by going to our brand new pleasure store at clittalkshow.com. All their products are there. And if you're interested in trying them out for yourself, use the discount code CLITTALK10 for 10% off your purchase. I can't recommend them enough. So do yourself a favor and get your pussy high. Do you think that there's a common denominator to people, the type of person who's turned on by pain? There are different kinds of pain. Mm-hmm. So it de- it depends on what what type like of physi- like inflicting physical pain. Um, 
I I don't I'm not sure if there is a common thread because I I feel like the reasons why people are turned on by pain are different. You know, it was either um that you have a really high pain tolerance and feeling pain is your way of feeling something. Mm. Or um like maybe I know this sounds typical like maybe your mom spanked you and um it's it's your way of kind of reliving that and transmuting that pain from your childhood into pleasure. How how many men cry? There, there have been a good few that have had a good cry. But the thing is, is most men that, that come in actually don't like pain. And they specifically say, I don't want any pain. But they, but they want to be domed without the pain. So what does doming without pain look like? Can you give us some like specific examples? So... Like, what can I do to my husband? <laughs> that was going to be my next question. What's the beginner's doming, exercise? So doming, doming without pain, like, looks like you, you asserting yourself and being like, you are not in control at this moment right now. I am. You know, and you're going to do what I say. And you are going to please me. And if you don't, I'm going to punish you. There's like a threat. Of pain, but your punishment right. can be Lindsay. Like, oh, you know, Lindsay, I'm Lindsay, I'm around. Lindsay get on the floor and lick yeah. my feet right yeah. now. See, no, I mean it right if, now, yeah. right now. You know. I'm telling you. Okay, in a say yes, mistress. Yes, Come mistress. on, mistress. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly though, like so for you can me, you can just dom mentally. Yeah. You can dom someone from across mentally. the room and not even not even that's touch hot. them. That's hot. It's so hot. But for me, I would want sex involved, so I got to find like a normal a normal guy. I like a normal guy to do that to me. You know what I mean? It's like I want. I want him to make me do sexual stuff. Yeah, Yeah. but what if you didn't? What if, what if, what would it be like to not have that? What would that create? You know? What do you mean? I haven't had that for three years. Why do you think I'm single? No, no. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean like the experience of being the sub, but without the sexual aspect of it. You have to surrender that part. Yeah, (laughs) because you were talking about like in the, in the professional world, in the service world, Mm -hmm. that, you don't exchange bodily fluids. You're not supposed to, but right. there are doms that do. Doms that do. There's doms that do. Um, and there's also like a cultural thing, like in like West, like Western doms don't have sex, but Eastern doms, like in Japan, they have sex. Oh, oh that makes yeah. sense. So wait, I just gotta go oh, to now Japan. I know where to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, konnichiwa. <laughs> I won't know what the fuck she's saying, but it'll be hot. Yeah. <laughs> Has anybody in this room had a dom experience? Yes. 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 Wait, no, I wasn't a dom. I was a sub. And I used that like leg pull thing that uh, they used in like 50 Shades of Grey where he like flipped her over. The spreader, yeah. Mm, I did. I did research oh. that because that is the only toy I've ever been that interested in trying. It. It's a spreader. It's you a put bar. it on your ankles and it's a bar mm-hmm. and you wrap it on your ankles. You uh, cuff it. Cuff it on yeah, your ankles. Yeah, you, you, have, you have cuffs on your ankles and you cuff yourself to this bar that spreads your legs apart. And you can have it with your wrist too, but that one doesn't intrigue me. It's just the leg one. It's like being at the gyno and getting your pap sphere, but a little wider. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and a little less ability to close your legs. Are you interested, Katie? 
no. No. Claustrophobic. You know that song? I got my drink in my two step, my drink in my two step. I got my cuffs and my ankles, my cuffs and my ankles. Yeah, claustrophobia is like what that sounds like to me. But wouldn't you be doing it to your husband? Oh, well, I guess. <laughs> if I was the dom doing it to someone, I mean, that sounds fun to me. Yeah. But not being actually. It just like leave him the there. Katie's kind of a closet dom, you guys. Closet dom. Never even thought about this before. But I could totally imagine you yeah. in like fucking black leather, pleather. Like, oh, yeah. And this baby yeah. bump. <laughs> oh what's, no. the, what's the most enjoyable part about your job? When you walk away from it and you think about your day, what is it that really like turned you on or, or was like, you know, like a good feeling. I had a good day at work. You know, typical. <laughs> Knowing that my sub fully submitted to me, and there was no, there was no like pushback or questioning or topping from the bottom. Um, What's topping from the bottom? So there are there are subs that enjoy the physical act of being dominated but mentally they don't like it so they'll tell their dom slap me now put me in this position do it like that so they're controlling from the bottom that's topping from the bottom that's rude so fucking hate when, when somebody fully yeah. submits to you does does this turn you on oh like, that totally turns me on oh. and it doesn't like it, it doesn't matter what you look like how old you are any of that that's, that totally turns me that's on that's why do you I ever, want to try it right yeah, there yeah. Yeah. do you ever go home and like masturbate about clients and stuff um no usually when the space is over it, I, it's, it's, over. it's it's over out of sight out of mind yeah. kind of a thing I was really worried you wouldn't let me, like, wouldn't be into me being your sub. But now that you said, like, anyone, any age, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> Yeah. It's super hot. One time I had an experience with this guy. It was unexpected. And he just happened to be from Australia. And the first time I was with him. And I didn't know that this is what he liked. But he did a lot of things that acted like a little doggy. And he oh. did call me mistress. And I had a really hard time, like, catching the wave. You know, like, really? going with it. I was like, mm, I don't know if I really want like to be this. called. A- you know, if we had maybe a conversation, I could like warm first. up yeah. to it. But it just so caught me off guard, and I tried right. to go with it. And then at one point, I was like, Can we just do it regular? I feel like Tammy would be a really good dom. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have a question. So for people, for our listeners who are listening and are thinking maybe they want to start dipping their toes into it, but they, what's a good way to just sort of dip your toe into BDSM for the first time if you've never tried anything? I mean, you, you could, you could see a dom. I mean, you. That would be my suggestion is to is to see a dom and tell them that you're a beginner. Is there yeah. maybe one toy that you would start with if I were to like order one thing? <laughs> to order one thing Off to start. Pleasure. Like I've never I've never done anything and but like I'm not uh, probably a crop. A what? Just like a little like a little spanking crop, like the crops that they use for mm. horses. Oh yep. you know, it's like not a little paddle. Yeah, not as yeah. big as a paddle, not as heavy as a paddle. Mm-hmm. It's a Long stick and the end of it is just a little leather triangle. So just oh, like that. I think we one have specifically for horses, or they have ones for like sex people. Yeah, they have. They have. Yeah, they have. They have them at, at your sex store. Okay. Yeah, you don't need to order a horse crop. You don't need to order. <laughs> what about ball gags? I have a friend that was super into that. 
It was yeah, so I think weird that's, to me. I, the thing about ball gags that, that personally I don't like is I, like, and I'm like kind of sensitive to other people is I have TMJ. Oof. So like a ball gag is painful on your jaw if you can't like leave your mouth open for that long. And then it's like that, that kind of uncomfortability and pain can be distracting. So right. you need to differentiate when the pain is like good or when it's like not working. Cause I think the thing that um, people, when they try to do it on their own, it's like, okay, let's get in the pain. And then they like go at it, like at a 10. And then like their partner is like, nah, this isn't cool, you know? And it deters oh them from God. it. I've yeah, had no. that happen before, before with a boyfriend that pulled my hair during sex. Oh. And there was, every time he did it, I just dry would just instantly, but there yeah. was only one time he did it and we both, could tell like it actually did turn me on uh-huh. but we talked did you have about a conversation like after it was wrong after. yeah and and, and he's like i could totally tell it didn't work for you mm-hmm. and he stopped it but it mm-hmm. was it, I'm, i don't like pain yeah right but uh-huh. the one time that i did feel kind of turned on by it was surprising to me mm-hmm. so i was like whoa could you try mm-hmm. What's yeah. cock and ball tor- torture? CBT. What is that exactly? <laughs> that is my favorite. Okay. That is one of my favorite things to do. So is that like the cock cage thing? So that is an aspect of it. So that so um that's that's chastity. Um you don't need to, Chastity and cock and ball torture are a little different. Explain them both. I don't know what yeah. either are. Thank you. So, so, cha- so chastity is a device at which that you can attach to the penis that locks, that keeps the man from being able to masturbate. Or if he gets hard, it's a little painful to get hard. Um, there's also women chastity belts as well. Um, cock and ball torture is a, a form of play at which there's different ways that you can do it. You can you can just kind of like slap the balls a little, and that's cock and ball torture. You can tie the balls, or you could tie the balls and the penis. Tie them? Yeah. At the top, right? Near where the cock yeah. meets the ball. Ex- exactly, yeah. right the up there. She, yeah. Haven't you seen Facebook? By the yeah. shaft. No, no. Never. By the shaft. Yeah, yeah but you can. Someone, someone you Google a picture so she can see. Yeah. This. So you don't. You don't. You don't never nec- like during like you can. This is what you could do to your husband as well if you want to do, do a little bit of CBT. <laughs> Tell play. me. You don't need to tie it, but as you're riding him or whatever, you can hold the top of his balls and just pull a little down. It's good to practice with a blowjob first. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Or you could do it while you're doing a blowjob. I've yeah. never done so. it in sex, but yeah. in a blowjob. I yeah. had a boyfriend that liked that. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that was. Yeah, yeah. so that, so that's so yeah. so just a little bit of pain around the around the cock or the balls. But some people get really into it, like like clothespins or needles or. Have you ever done needles in someone's balls? Um, I'm trying to remember. I've done I've done a little bit of needle play, but not but not like that. Do you have to be specially trained in needle play? That seems dangerous. Yeah, for for like blood play, needle play, you should be. Yeah, yeah. All right, I got Pornhub up. Ready? (laughs) You got Pornhub. Wait, is this the time? I mean, there's also CBT could be like kicking, standing on balls. I had a guy that really loved me with my boots on to just stand on his hard cock and on his balls. That's like a. With my full body weight. 
Oh god! So that sugar, so what did you what did you put this into? This dick is purple. Yeah, yeah. Sugar, what search did you put in Pornhub to find this picture? <laughs> I just went to Google co- cock and ball torture. Yeah. So uh, there's porn. different levels to it. Obviously, that's obviously an extreme. Is that extreme? Level. Those are his balls? Let me see. Oh my god! Holy shit, balls! Can I see it? Oh. Literally. That's not what even the? attractive. Yeah, that's on. Yeah, I had some clients that were into that. that Is level. that extreme though? Is there that or like that's cock and ball torture? Yeah, that's cock and ball torture. Okay, I mean no, but that's like there's different levels to it. Has yeah. anyone ever gone to the hospital after a session? With me, no, but definitely in history, yes, there have been accidents and deaths. Yes. Oh my God. Oh, wow. Death. Yes. Wait, how actual. do people die? Heart attacks. There's just some. There's just some. Heart <laughs> attacks. <laughs> I mean, there's there's lots of there's there's men that just they're old and they're playing and they have a heart attack and they just die. Jesus. You Ew. know, or there's men that are really into breath awkward. play and they told the mistress that they could keep on going and the mistress thought that it was okay listen to their sub and they took it too far so is there someone there with you who's like a witness no no it's just you and the client I mean unless I'm doing a double with another dom but no I don't know so could you go to jail for killing somebody on accident um there's actually or do they sign a waiver there's actually been a time where a a man wanted me to castrate him (gasps) like he wanted to have his last jerk off with me on his knees to be dedicated to me. And there's like a way that you can castrate sheep that like it just, the, you just, there's like a, this contraption that the balls just fall off. Oh my God. Um, for balls. And he was ready, he was ready for me to sign like a waiver for him and everything. And I was really considering doing it for a moment, but I, I couldn't have that on my conscious karmically. So like he would die though, or do you have, you no, know, he take him to die. the hospital or there's um, like an ambulance on call? There's, there's a, there's a way for you, so the way, there's a way for you to do it without losing too much blood. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's limits is what I'm hearing. You had limits. I have limits. I, do, I definitely do have limits, but there are doms out there that have no shame. They have no limits. I, I also heard one dom was asked also to uh, like crucify him, put put him naked on some kind of cross, not with the ne- you know nails, but yeah. like that scene, and then shoot him and kill him. <gasps> what? So she did the whole thing, except she used a red paintball gun, <gasps> and he was so happy in the end. Oh, I bet because he was alive. Oh but he got God. to fulfill the whole fantasy. Yeah. Oh, he thought she was really good. Yeah. Oh, that's a good dom right there. That's a really good dom. That's wow, a good dom. that's probably I've been well, reading about these girls yeah. for a while. Yeah. I've been interested <laughs> a really, in a really long time. Oh. Timmy's like, all right, I will mark the end of my hiatus with coming to the BDSM episode. <laughs> so, I love it. This has been awesome. So I want to segue because you're doing a women's empowerment retreat coming yes. up. Yes. So tell us all about that. Um so I'm I'm starting a series of events presented by the Femme Fatale Collective and we're seeking to create body positive, sex positive, intersectional safe spaces for community healing through sensuality. And um, our first event is going to be in August 24th. It's going to be a sound bath brunch in the hills. Um, and it's like a choose your own sexy sound bath 
adventure. If you want to be topless, you can be topless. If you want to be nude, you can be nude. If you just want to be in your lingerie, do that. Um, but we're going to sit in circle and talk about how we can get into our erotic power. Because that's what I feel like is missing in this um, day and age of me too, you know? Mm, hell that's, yeah. That's mm. amazing. And mm. So where can people find information about that retreat? Is there a specific website they can go to? Yeah, so they can go to thefemfatalcollective.com or find us on Instagram, thefemfatalcollective. Okay, perfect. And where can our listeners find you if they want to follow you? Um, if they want to find me, my Instagram is sissy, C-I-S-S-Y dot Lee. I'm also an actor and a writer. Um, so you'll be seeing that stuff on there as well. Very cool. And well, Okay. So, and since this is, uh, we're doing sex 3.0, which is like, what have you done in your sex capades that have brought you the most profound long term happiness? What has that been for you? I had an ex, and he actually convinced—not convinced—he didn't convince me. It was a, it was a choice for um, me to take a break from doming while we were together, and we lived together. And um, it was because I had gotten to a point where I was overworking my body. I have sciatica. Um, and I was just working really long sessions, like six-hour sessions. So after, I would just be wow. incapacitated for days afterwards and just like crying myself to sleep. And he's like, he's like, babe, like you need a break. Like just let me take care of you for a moment and just figure out something else for the moment. Um, but in doing that... Uh, I lost my my independence and um, I was really reliant on him. And um, it also took a toll on our sex life because we stopped having sex because he was also really overworked. And he didn't, he, he didn't, he, feel like, he felt like he couldn't perform because of the stress of not working and then coming home to me feeling not well and so on and so forth. And uh, he was he knew about my doming was kind of into it but um i was just uh i just never pushed for us to explore that and there was a weekend that we went to vegas where uh we really let loose and he let me finger him and uh i was able to bring him to orgasm that way through his anal G-spot. And that was really healing for the both of us and our relationship to get to that point because he never experienced me in that way before, you know, doming him. So you were able to be fully self-expressed and he had a new experience mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it made a difference in your relationship. Yeah. Wow. None of the guys let me do it. I wanted to too. Yeah. <laughs> He's a good guy, that guy. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. <laughs> That's, that's so beautiful. And um, I I can say for all of us, I think that we're all opened up to some new ideas and new ways of thinking about things. And I hope our listeners are as well. And um, thank you so much for course, coming on the so show. Thank you so much for, for having me. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and uh, yeah, so thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely Kaliterati, reach out to her. Check out her women's retreat that's coming up. That sounds amazing. Um, and we'll we, fucking be there. We'll fucking yeah. be there. Well, no, I'll be at yeah. Burning Man, but um, <laughs> uh, but thank for the you. next one afterwards. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I'll be at the next one yeah. for sure. Um, and we love you, Kaliterati, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Did you just love this episode of Clit Talk? Well, shit, then you better head on over to iTunes and subscribe. But only if you want amazing orgasms. Also, while you're over there, please rate us and leave a review. But again, only if you're open to incredible sex and amazing relationships and world peace and stuff like that. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, It's very much appreciated. And thank you.